The NXT brand recently came to Washington, D.C., and I'm about to tell you all about it right after this. Welcome to the Gary Watches Wrestling Podcast, giving you everything you need to know in 15 minutes or less, and occasionally you'll find a show like this where it'll be a review of an event. Um, and in this particular instance, I went to the NXT show. It was the NXT brand being held in Washington, D.C. at the Anthem. If any of you guys listening are from D.C. or know of D.C., the Anthem is a new club that opened up, I believe it was last year or at the very end of 16, but I'm pretty sure it was 2017, uh, I had not been to this place. Uh, I believe it's opened by this. I believe it's owned by the same people that own Nine Thirty Club. So there's a little local perspective for you. So very nice club, by the way. I really enjoyed this place. I thought it was really nice and open. I had bought seats in the balcony, and next time I will just buy general admission because the way they have this thing set up. Yes, you had your five or six rows of floor seats, and then right behind that, everybody else could be general admission, and I could see perfectly fine but anyway that's neither here nor there show was a lot of fun and here is the rundown they really had this show feel like a tv show vibe and i mean that in the sense of there was the then now forever video there was a triple h opening promo on the videotron welcoming people asking them are you ready you know triple h loves to do that followed by the nxt tv opening Yes, they played the NXT TV opening on the Titantron. Then the lights came on with all the, you know, just like it would on TV, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Opening contest, Oni Lorcan versus Chad Lale. Wesley Blake and Steven Cutler run down to interfere on Lale's behalf, which uh, sets up the Street Profits to run down. They make this a six-man tag. The winners end up being Oni Lorcan and the Street Profits about 15 minutes, roughly. Then we go, again, this is what I mean by like a TV show. We go to a Tommaso Ciampa promo on the big screen, the Titantron. And he says all these people, he wants them to put all their energy into Tommy Entertainment, <laughs> which is, uh, I guess, a heat getter in the sense of, you know, Johnny Gargano is Johnny Wrestling. And the kind of smart internet fans don't like the term entertainment, so to get heat on himself, he calls himself Tommy Entertainment. I thought it was cute. Big booze, so it worked. Um, and he told people that uh, Johnny Gargano was not there and that, you know, they should put all their energy into him. Next match up, we got Bianca Belair and Lacey Evans versus Candice LeRae and Nikki Cross. Candice LeRae and Nikki Cross, interesting pairing. And, and to see... Each one of them try to get the other one to do their mannerisms and poses. That was kind of unique. Basically, the story of this match was the heels worked Candice over for most of this match leading up to the hot tag for Cross. Cross pins Evans. Match goes about 15 to 20 minutes, roughly somewhere in there. But uh, not too bad. Then we get a <clears throat> another video promo on the big screen. Excuse me. <coughs> He says that uh, it's Velveteen Dream. He says that Howard University, that's a local reference, did not want him. But he said after he was done, they would be begging him to do their commencement speech. Out first is Velveteen Dream. 
He's going to take on Ricochet. This was the match of the night, nearly 20 minutes. These guys really gave it all they had. It was far and away my favorite match on the entire show. Ricochet is phenomenal live. If you go to my Twitter, at Gary's Wrestling, Ricochet actually retweeted this, a video of his big top rope flipping. I mean, I don't know what he calls this thing. I, I'm not I'm not too sure, but uh, it's basically like a... Is it a shooting star press pretty much? Or I think he, what I mean is I think he has a different name for it, but anyway, it was, it was an awesome, awesome finisher. I posted it on Twitter. He retweeted it. So apparently he liked it too. It's in super slow-mo. So make sure you check that out. Um, Ricochet wins that match. Pretty awesome. Then we have Cassius Ono versus Tommaso Ciampa. This match goes roughly 20 minutes. Ciampa beats Ono. Decent match. Then I'm now I'm standing in in the general admission and I hear this commotion to the right of me and I think a couple of people are getting into a fight and I see this guy in a hoodie storming towards my general direction. It's Johnny Gargano. He runs through the crowd right past me, uh, charges to the ring, beats the hell out of Tommaso Ciampa, and at this point his wife Cassius Ono, the Street Profits, and Oni Lorcan all come out and try to stop him. I don't know that they were necessarily upset that he was beating down Tommaso Chavez. More or less, they were trying to get him to protect his neck, um, which if you guys have been paying attention on TV, he's got a neck injury. At this point, it's intermission. After the intermission, EC3 is out. He says it's in X3. He said that he's doing the very, very first EC3 open challenge. I wonder if this is going to be a TV thing going forward. He wonders who's going to answer. He questions would it be uh, such Washington figures like Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell or the top 1% of presidents. But then we get No Way Jose's music and it hits. And we get EC3 versus No Way Jose. I thought maybe this was going to be a squash match uh, to really get EC3 looking strong. But uh, nonetheless, it was a back and forth. They gave a lot to No Way Jose. So, I mean, that's that's good if, if you're a fan of his. Um, I'm still not completely sold on No Way Jose, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what he does. Uh, I believe he's on the Raw brand now. Let me double-check my notes. I'm pretty doggone sure that he is on the Raw brand at this point. Um, but the point is is that he's now on the main roster, and No Way Jose, where is he? Where is he? I don't see him on any of my lists here. So he must be... I, I think he's on Raw, though. It does, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's No Way Jose. Sorry. No Way Jose. <laughs> but uh, this match goes roughly roughly 15 minutes. Uh, EC3 gets the win. Then we get the NXT Women's Championship. It's uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Shayna by submission, 10 minutes. This was the shortest match of the show. <clears throat> Strong... Uh, showing for Shayna. Finally, in the main event, Aleister Black versus Andrade Cien Almas, who is going to SmackDown. Obviously, in his corner, Selena Vega. Good back and forth, but uh, it was Aleister Black that gets the win here, obviously retaining his NXT World Championship, and that was the show. I got to tell you guys, my closing thoughts on the show, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I like the tv-like feel they gave to it i've been to other house shows in the past that were not nearly 
as spectacular as this. And I, I appreciate the extra little bits of detail they went through to make this show seem like not just another live event. So kudos to uh, Triple H and WWE and everybody involved in the NXT brand. I thought it was just a fantastic presentation. So if they come to your town, give them a shot because these shows are good. The matches are nice and long and you're going to get some great, great athleticism in the ring. Uh, Best bang for your buck. I think we paid $35 for our seats. Um, so make sure you go and check that out. And that is my report for NXT in Washington, D.C. And I'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check me out on Twitter at Gary's Wrestling, Instagram at Gary Watches Wrestling, and of course, GaryWatchesWrestling.com. Catch you on the next show, guys. Thanks for listening.